Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz and I am your pop culture and sports nerd of the group. Howdy. I am only your classic nerd of the group. And I'll be your comic nerd. So, apropos of absolutely nothing, I, um, I'm trying to avoid ordering from Amazon. It's kind of hard to do because I... Need to buy, I need Amazon. It's like the hegemonic force of Amazon is that we've now come to the point where we can't imagine the non-delivery system, right? Mm-hmm. The packages being shipped to you, all, everything you need, click, and it shows up a day or two later, right? Mm-hmm. Can't even imagine it. If Amazon doesn't exist, something else replaces it. You just got to slide on your smartphone. The problem, the problem is, and in, particularly for someone like me who's an academic, I rely on a lot of books that you just cannot get. Anywhere other than Amazon. You can't find it in like a little shop in Chinatown? No, a lot of little bookstores won't have it. At the most, if you're lucky, maybe eBay. Someone Mm. will put it up on eBay. eBay's another terrible company. It's another terrible company. But in particular, I try to avoid Amazon as best as I can, only buying the stuff that I need to. Even Mm. though there are stuff that I, in addition to books, my beard oil, for example, I got from there. Mm. The one that I recommended to you. It was a good one. You should subscribe to it. Um, A bunch of stuff, right? Chicken's feet. I've never ordered chicken's feet. Uh, The first time I saw anyone order anything uh, edible, like food-wise, it blew my mind. Now, grocery ordering groceries online is a thing, but I remember the first time I saw it was a friend of mine, Rob, was ordering steaks from Amazon. Huh. I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? It blew my mind. I couldn't understand the concept. I was like, oh my, well, how does it, doesn't it go bad? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, how do they, like, I couldn't, I could not get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, the first get time your, I saw him. In head particular, shavers. I do get my head shavers from there. In particular, however, I, try, blood. I don't get virtual blood from there. Do they not have it? Uh, no, not yet. In particular, I try to avoid it during Christmas time because I think it's the worst. Uh, the yeah. way they treat their employees. That said, yeah. I have a package waiting for me. Son of a this bitch. Podcast You're the over. most you fucking hypocritical. This customer. is where I know I am the most hypocritical. I'm really good at everything else. I've, bo- I've boycotted... Uh, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A yeah. for years. Mm-hmm. I've never, even though I get tempted with the little, the nugget thingies. The little br- the breakfast sandwiches. The breakfast nugget chicken, one. Chicken minis. The chicken minis. I love the, the little honey every once in a while. <sighs> Stop fucking about talking it, about it. But man. I don't, I don't, I've never broken it. Netflix, I've been war with Netflix for years. I've never given, you know, I've never tempted. Because um, you didn't want to go into streaming. We talked about this. Uh, yeah, and I, did, I didn't want to go into streaming. No, not for any moral reason. Yeah. Because I thought it was the end of the world as we knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there wasn't any ethical, moral, like people boycott for, I was completely just, this uh-huh. is it. This yeah. is the end. Like, look back at this moment. This mm. is the end of it. Um, you know, but Amazon is where I'm at a little bit of a hypocrite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that and murder. What? You murder. <laughs> I've never murdered. Yeah, you murdered. I can it can never be legally proven <laughs> that I've murdered. Can't be proven. <laughs> but uh, these are allegations. Libelous allegations. Not baseless allegations. <laughs> libelous. Let's say they're libelous allegations. It's also not a defamation of character. <laughs> it's definitely a defamation of not character. It's libelous. It fits your character. People. You know what's interesting is that the the Amazon the thing that makes Amazon kind of bizarre mm-hmm. is it's it's the unintended impact on society. What do you mean? In, in terms of crime yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you've seen that there's that dude he uh he turned he turned a package from amazon into a, a glitter bomb fart spray machine i haven't seen this yeah it's no a, if you watch the video it's actually really cool i just saw it today he's an yeah. engineer but he's like an engineer apparently he's done stuff for nasa he's like stuff that's up in space but he like overly engineered this box 
It fits in like a, it looks like a, like almost like a speaker box. And it, uh, he put four phones in there. And then they, so no matter what happens, it's like, it'll, it'll take a picture or it'll take video of whoever so opens always the box. Catches, yeah. Yeah. And then it, it has like a little like turning device on top that does a glitter tornado when you this open is, it. This is a weapon. Yeah, pretty much. And well, then there's also yeah. fart spray that sprays around. Like it activates when you remove the box from the, from the device, yeah. it activates these little triggers that mm-hmm. will cause it to start. <laughs> right. And then he, he basically goes through the whole process of how he makes it because he has to ensure that, because you don't know when someone's going to take a the lo- box. I wonder right? if it, that's, that's gotta be cost and it's gotta be expensive. I mean, it, it has, yeah, but the things he engineered, but he also got sponsored by, um, uh, by, by like an internet security company, which is really kind of, f- uh, kind of weird. scary in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, has it actually stopped people from stealing from his porch? No, it was supposed yeah, to, it, yeah, like just mm-hmm. mess with people who did steal. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so he's here's the thing: is he's sponsored by NordVPN. Yeah. I don't know if you know what NordVPN yeah. is, but like they're a pretty shady ass company, yeah. right? But like this this box essentially, he had to figure, he engineered a way so the thing only turns on and starts recording when the when the cover gets removed. Yeah. And things only start up once they go outside of like the GPS like guidelines around yeah. his house. Yeah. So they, like they basically show like five or six different people who steal this box, and when they open it, the glitter shoots out everywhere, and then the fart spray starts going. I would yeah. if I I don't deal with that here because I, at an apartment, no one steals Amazon boxes, and now we have a Amazon locker. Yeah. But if I did, I do the the ink route, the route of. Uh, ink that you know the banks do oh yeah like yeah permanent, permanent ink. ink that like you'd walk around for months looking yeah, like yeah. a criminal that's what i do if anyone tried to steal i'd, I'd set yeah. up a box like that so that they would be but i also i don't think it's ex- enough for them to get painted we're gonna cut their hand off i won't no that's offensive like i want them i want them to be i want them to be caught i want them to serve jail time Mm-hmm. You know what's really funny about that is that like if if you walked around society and there's like people who are covered in ink and then like society just shames them like they're fucking Hester Amazon thieves yeah you know it's like the <laughs> scarlet thieves scarlet letter type Scar- shit scarlet yeah. A on their shirts yeah. but they've got scarlet faces you're like you fucking Amazon thieves I it was Game of Thrones right where like if you were a criminal they sent you to the wall you either got like a choice of like you went to the wall yeah or you went to jail oh no you got, or killed. You got killed, killed or you went to the wall. the wall most people chose death yeah and then like I remember it was uh, it was Tyrion no it wasn't Tyrion was it Tyrion or was that Sir Alistair who told him like this guy got caught stealing bread to feed his family you it was know? Tyrion yeah and then like this guy like did got caught beating someone who raped his sister or yeah. some shit it's like, you know, like, I kind of feel bad sometimes for these criminals because I wonder, like, what goes in No, I don't feel bad for anyone who steals an Amazon box because I'll tell you why. Because these Amazon boxes have revealed the truth of society in a way we never expected. Because, look, we always ask ourselves, like, are we a people who are moral and the laws simply reflect that, like our morals? Or do the laws keep us from doing wicked things? This is a community episode. And the reality is that the laws keep us from doing... Because at the end of the day, as horrible as the laws are... I mean, the Amazon crime, the the thing about Amazon is that anyone does it. It's not just a certain subset. It's not economically driven. It's not driven by geography or demographics. It's not driven by any of those things. It's literally the second, like, I think I can get away with it, so I'm going to do it. Mm. You see of kids doing it. You see adults doing it. Yeah. And it reveals that the truly the most hardened criminal mm-hmm. in our society is the soccer mom. 
Ah, I agree. That's true, yeah. No, no, the worst, no, the worst the, people in the, the world. The worst criminal in society is the soccer mom. Utterly dangerous criminal. Public enemy number one. They, they will murder over TVs during That's Black true. Friday. Yeah, yeah. They'll steal your Amazon boxes. They run meth labs out of their mm. garages. Yeah. They prostitute. They do all sorts <laughs> of things. <laughs> Why, that's not a crime. Prostitution's a crime. Yeah. I mean, legally, I mean, legally in most places. You I mean, know, like I don't think I don't think people should be prosecuted for prostitution. Yeah. Or criminalized. But, you know, it yeah. shouldn't be criminalized. Is what but you don't I, want it. I do have to say, like, it is, it is in my personal experience that when when you've reached a certain age and you've been able to push yeah. a watermelon headed fetus out of the birth canal, they somehow I mean, now you, you're just penalizing all mothers. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, but like because mothers are fine. I love my mom. Yeah, it's soccer mom. Hmm. It's a specific subset of the mother. Hmm. Yeah, a you know, soulless subset yeah. of the mother. You're driving them. Like, right, because like moms are no are them fine. SUVs it's and the, shit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. SUV so, no, I'm going to tell you this honestly. The as SUV. A, yeah. as luxury a, SUVs. Yeah. The fucking orange slices. That's what does it. Uh, mm. yeah, well, that, that you is cut true, oranges yeah. that way, you're a psychopath. Mm, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. No one eats an orange slice that way. That's true. You you pe- that way. No, when you're an adult, you how it? do you eat? You peel. Peel the orange. When you put orange slices, when you cut oranges like that, you're a psychopath. I like them cut. That's, like a, that's a law of the universe. Is this a thing? I like my, my have, oranges sliced. Have you ever sliced them like that? Yeah. Personally? Yeah. Well, you're a psychopath. Have yeah. you sliced them like that? No, no I, I, I peel them. I peel oranges. Like an adult. Like a gentleman. Well, it you're depends a on, fucking psychopath. It depends on how big the orange is. No, that's no. ridiculous. If it's, like a big, stupid. it's a big Florida navel, then you're peeling a big-ass yeah. orange. No, man, you gotta cut that shit. No, you, if you're cutting up orange how slices... How do you eat your grapefruits? I don't eat grapefruit. But if you were to eat a grapefruit... If I eat grapefruit, I'd be white. Do you peel it? Do you peel your grapefruits? No, I don't, don't eat grapefruit No one either. peels grapefruit. What the fuck's wrong with you? Y'all yeah. eat grapefruit? Grapefruit isn't an orange. Also, incidentally, I do when, when I ate it as a kid, we would peel the grapefruit. Uh, and we would eat it by hand. What? Yeah. Slice it. No, you cut it in half. Do you guys peel your apples? No. no. Do you peel apples? No. Do you cut your apples? Well, hold on a minute. Hold oh, on a minute. Wait, I think we just uncovered something <laughs> yeah. really traumatic. You're Did an you, apple peeler. Did no, you no, peel no. apples? I slice no, my apples. Don't lie to us. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a guilty look in your eye. No, I don't peel do apples. Do you peel apples? No, I don't peel apples. Because if I, it's fucking lying. No, I swear. Because I don't have a peeler. Ch- we're gonna check his midden heap. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have a peeler. <laughs> Thank you. There's a good uh, this archaeology thing. Instead of an anthropologist, I would if I had a peeler. I don't have a peeler. You peel apples? I would if I could. Why? Why? It depends on the apple. What? Some of the skins is too tart. Oh, Diz, what this is, is wrong? Just... This is a criminal. This is How is this a criminal? This Some a criminal of the skins be... is too tart. I like the sweetness. I don't like the tartness. This is criminal behavior. It's you know, like you the could Granny just, Smith ones. Just don't order apples that are tart then. We could, if I was ever no, a criminal like profiler. On the inside. If I was a criminal profiler, I wouldn't ask about things like, oh, did they, you know, they have sexual perversions when yeah. they were young? Did they torture animals? Did they just wet put the an bed? apple out there? I'd just be like, a peeler and do see they what peel apples? Do they cut oranges and slices? What you do with fruit determines a lot of how you treat people. No, let I'm me, telling you, right now you, you leave an apple out there. Let me next tell you, you something know. that's gonna blow your theory wrong. You know why? It's I not gonna. S- no, yeah, no, you know, you know why? The way you treat shut food up, shut up, shut determines up. how you treat right, mankind. Right, listen, all right, asshole. No, here's this. Look at the way animals do with I have a moral conundrum for you, asshole. You know why I slice oranges? Because you know who used to slice my oranges for me when I was a child? Who? Your grandfather. So? Your grandfather ate 
oranges sliced. He's from another time, though. You can't yeah, count grandfather, that. He's, he's old. He could have been a psychopath in his youth. That is true. And you, do you know what he lived through? <laughs> you think he <laughs> was going to stop my theory? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. I thought your grandpa yeah. would. You don't have a soul, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm like, perfectly fine guy when he's older. Yeah. When you put a psychopath years behind him. That is true. He was a, he was a gentleman <laughs> and a scholar. Literally. <laughs> You son of a bitch. Don't ever speak ill of my grandfather again. But when he was young, for all we knew, trail of dead bodies. That's true, yeah, yeah. I can't prove or disprove <laughs> you that. You can't. But I can tell you that there is a direct correlation between the way you treat fruit and the way you, you treat people. fruit? That you is slice true, no, fruit. Next thing you know, slice fruit is wrong. Next thing you know, you man. slice fruit at the bar all the time. I have to. It's my job. He's I'm a, required a bartender. To. Yeah. He's, he's a, and he's not slicing fruit. He's slicing like, like lemons. <laughs> limes are fruit. Limes, limes and lemons. Who doesn't slice a lime? I don't know. You dude. can't peel. Have you tried to peel a lime before? <laughs> we, we talk I'm about the fact that this piece of shit is peeling things that you shouldn't peel and not peeling the things you should peel. You like, what is going on here? This dash. son of a bitch is actually peeling apples and limes. I'm not peeling but, apples. But he's not no peeling limes. oranges. Yeah. Hold on a minute. It depends on Do the you day. What you've just revealed. It tastes different. He's <laughs> like, I, I, I peel my limes. Yeah. What about your oranges? No, how dare you peel an orange? I you gotta cut that shit. What the hell is I peel them too, but sometimes I prefer them cut. You yeah. peel your limes. No, I don't peel my limes, you <laughs> sick fuck. What's wrong with you? I'd peel an apple if I had an apple peeler, depending on the apple. Granny the only thing you're allowed to peel with, carrots? A, with, a, with a peeler is a potato. What about carrots? Carrots, not really. I mean, yeah, you should clean them off, but actually, a lot of that, that fiber on the outside is good for you. Yeah, just like mm. the potato skins. Yeah. yeah. But either way, you know, you start peeling apples now, next thing you know, you're flaying people on a cross. Dive, That's not you're how it works. Straight up bolts like, this is literally yeah. how Ramsey Bolton started. That's true, yeah. And I can already see it in you, Diz. Next thing you're going to be swallowing sausages whole. You know, no gag apples. reflex. I cut them, though. I cut the apples. I don't like biting into them. I cut them maybe little pieces. Uh, there's nothing wrong with cutting apples, but the peeling of the apples is where I draw a line. I don't peel them. The way you treat fruit is the way that you... In fact, we're, this is this is, this is is what Gandhi said. It was first Gandhi who discovered mm. the way that you treat fruit. It's just, that's just li- you're just no, lying at this no, point. No, I'm not, because he witnessed, he witnessed it. You prove that he's wrong. He witnessed, <laughs> he witnessed a British man peeling mm. an apple, and that's how colonialism started. That's true. This is started before yeah. Gandhi. This is history. And the thing is, of colonialism. <laughs> has, are you going to tell me I don't know my history? Yeah, yeah who's, got, who's got a master's and a PhD? <laughs> Clearly, my fucking Wikipedia is better than your PhD because you're saying colonialism started with Gandhi's times. I'm not saying colonialism started with Gandhi's times. It started with an apple peeling. It starts with apple peeling. Colo- yeah, it's colonialism actually has everything to do with food. It's the way that the yeah. British treated the mango. That is true. Yeah. The way they treated the mango was evidence how of do you, a how do you cruel your and a vile. You peel your mangoes? This is the problem with the British people. The British people don't know how to treat mangoes. That's why they don't know how to treat brown people. How do you eat mm. your mango? Right? That's the truth of it. What that do you is do? true. I That's mean, true. mangoes... Uh, do you slice true. it in half? It, it, same thing with bananas. Americans eat bananas funky. How do you eat bananas they funky? Eat bananas, you know, the long tip bit, bit of it? From the, the little tail thing? Yeah, they that, use like a tab. They use that as a tab. That's not where you open it from. That's a, only white people have done. I've never seen anyone who actually eats bananas like they have bananas native in their countries do that. They open it from the other end where the little seed is because you pop that seed off. That's the tip. Yeah, I don't. I, don't you fucking say you cut a banana like that. I cut the, the little bottom piece That's and then it. I peel it. I can't. I can't. I can't. This conversation. Butt, I cut is the very, butt out. This is very alarming. You. You literally. You've never 
I'd have, but if I have a knife, I'll just cut You're the butt gonna, out. Oh, my sweet baby Jesus. What? Who are you as a child? What are you talking about? I oh, cut the butt and then I unpeel it. We are learning. I've learned more about Diz in the 15-minute conversation about fruit than I have my entire... I don't even know who you are. Because I cut the butt. And actually, I, most of the things that I know about you now make sense because of the way you've been treating fruit. How do I treat fruit? You li- you literally just said I cut the butt. That you use what, what? a weapon of mass In destruction against bananas. A knife? <laughs> it's a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> what, what, what? More people have been killed by knives than any other weapon. Atomic mm-hmm. <laughs> bomb got nothing on a bladed weapon. On a on a wait, but it's not a weapon of ma- mass destruction. Means at one time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> one time. I have no idea. What you're you're not about. even using the terms right. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. know, man. I don't know how this fucking conversation turned this into This conversation me turned because you said something really deeply alarming about orange peel. I thought I was making a very valid argument about suburban moms. Orange slices. <laughs> suburban moms and orange slices. And all of a yeah. sudden, this fucker jumped right in. He's like, I slice my... You open this... Do you open this can of worms? I like orange you slices. You open the door, prosecutor. No, those orange slices are amazing. They taste better. If you enjoy... I, I submit to you... That if you enjoy an orange slice, you're a sociopath. Right, I'm, mm. I'm going to put this to the test. You also enjoy slicing up women of the night. You're that's a son of a works. bitch. How dare you? That's how that shit happens. Uh, that's how they. Some that's, Jeffrey Dahmer that's, shit. That's the beginning of. That's, some, that's, that's, I'm not turning into Jack the Ripper. That's Jack the Ripper. I am not turning. Because I fucking slice orange Everywhere slices. Everywhere they went, they yeah. found dead bodies. Orange and slices. Slices. <laughs> orange slices. <laughs> Just orange slices. It was to help scurvy. That's why. We lived in a different time back then. I'm suing both you motherfuckers after this. I don't know. You guys are scamming me. You fucking pieces of shit. You're making these people think that I am like... That you're a psychopath? That I'm a psychopath. That I kill prostitutes. All I can say you guys is are hurting that, my character. that Amazon has revealed the true darkness of society. Mm-hmm. The way that we treat fruit determines how we treat mankind. And there's no greater criminal than the soccer mom. That is true. No more hardened criminal than the soccer mom. These are all, all those things are connected because like, I know that all the soccer moms order from Amazon. Yeah. They slice the damn oranges for all their kids for soccer practice. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, obviously it's all... Someone needs to write down these currently nerdy truthisms. Isms. Currently nerdisms. They're going to be put up in on a poster somewhere. What's our 2A? This is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I almost got caught by a hardened criminal today. Some what were you doing? No, I was minding my own business. Well, you said caught as if like you were up to something. No, man, some guy was trying to caught up by a hardened criminal. Is maybe the word I should use, the term I should the use, phrase. the phrase, the phrase, term, phrase, no, phrase. Yeah, hard it both ways. Um, phrase. So, some son of a bitch named Garrett. That's another rule. Never trust a Garrett. Hmm. I used to work with a Garrett. You, they're untrustworthy. Mm. So, and by nature, Garretts are untrustworthy. Yeah. I don't know any Garretts. I know See? like one or two. I knew one Garrett. White elementary yeah. school. Yeah, hardened criminal. Hmm. Oh, I knew that Garrett too. Yeah. Which career? Temple. I was just making it one up. Oh, there was a Garrett that went to elementary school <laughs> with us. Yeah, was yeah. he a hardened criminal? No, he was a nice kid. We yeah. were six. Is he a hardened criminal now? No. You're not friends with him I on Facebook? I think he's lying. I think he's lying. He's a hardened I could have sworn V was friends with everyone yeah, you can't trust a Garrett school. is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay, listen. So this piece of shit Garrett, all right? I get in... I get in a just like you can't chat. trust a Lindsay. I dated a Lindsay. She was untrustworthy, wasn't she? Oh, she you aren't dating her anymore, are you? Well, exactly. I hate to break it to you, but we slept together. <laughs> <laughs> she was underage at the time. Well, I mean, so <laughs> no, I, Lindsay's and Garrett's can't trust. I, I like Lindsay. She was a Hispanic Lindsay. Does that make it different? Mm, I don't know. She was from Nicaragua. Don't uh, don't question the fucking rules. I like Lindsay's. No. Lindsay's okay. and Garrett's. Whatever. The hell are we going with this shit? I like females named Lindsay, not men named Lindsay. If you're a man named Lindsay, you can't be trusted. 
a female name Lindsay you could be trusted just continue right. the story anyways so this piece of shit Garrett sends me a, a snapchat message right yeah. and he's like hey and I'm thinking it's Garrett how did he find you on snapchat well, yeah, like, is your snapchat public yeah so anybody can follow basically. you and connect with you yeah and basically it's how you get nudes sent to you have you ever had a stranger send you a nude no no okay but <laughs> I was told this by someone make it public so in case someone wants to send you a nude Okay, fair enough. Why would I want a nude from a stranger? I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? What the hell am I supposed to do with this? Okay, uh, so Garrett sends me this message, and he says, hi, and I say, hello. And he's like, hey, do you still work at the company you work at? And I said, yes. Who are you? <laughs> right? And he's like, oh, I got your snap from Instagram. I have a business offer for How you. did he find you on Instagram? Uh, he's been, oh, I found his Instagram. He follows all sorts of like weird like hashtags that are involved in my work and shit. How do you know they follow the hashtags? It's uh, you click following because I was trying to see who else he follows. And oh, I you could follow hashtags? You follow yeah, hashtags. That's new. Well, Pretty new. That. Kind of new. It's a new thing. Yeah. So yeah. So he's like, I need a few uh, changes on an account. I'll pay you $500 for each of these changes. Uh, I could pay you in the cash app, Venmo, or PayPal. So electronic payments, mm-hmm. right? And if I say yes, when I get caught doing this shit, mm. you get fired. I'm not supposed mm. to be going into accounts and making changes mm-hmm. for some random. Fair enough. So I'm like, all right, fuck this guy. Like, he thinks I'm an idiot. Yep. Like, so I said, You are, but he doesn't know that. Yeah, he doesn't know that. So I say, sure, send me your full social security number, a selfie of you holding six forms of identification, a picture of your closest friend that's notarized so I know he's your closest friend. Uh, I need your blood type. I need five letters of recommendation, a money order made out to Prince Akeem of Zamunda, from coming to America. I know, I know where it's from. It's not for you. It's for the listeners. Oh, because the listeners are dumb. Sometimes. Okay, fair enough. enough. Um, wow. All the account pins, your mother's maiden name, yep. uh, your iCloud password, Jesus. the street you grew up on, Wow. Uh, beard clippings, Okay, gross. Uh, a venom from three black mamba snakes. Okay, now we're getting a little weird. All right. A toenail from Kobe we're Bryant. We're definitely in weird And three door. strains of Gabriel Gonzaga's back hair. Pretty sure that's stocking. Pre-Crocop, Crocopped. The problem is that if this was HR, no, originally they're like, oh, yeah, oh, you know, he's not going to do any type of shady scamming, you know, the company. By the time you're done, though, they're like, we've got other problems now. Well, mm. he's insane. The guy's response Fire him. Yeah. The guy's response was... Apples too. I hear he peels apples, Fucking psychopath. <laughs> My grandma told me about people like that. <laughs> the guys you peel your apples, you're a psychopath. I try to negotiate. The only time you could peel an apple is for pies. Because he said, yeah, well, you have to. Fair enough. Yeah. He said, he said, WTF. And I said, I thought you said this was a business offer. I'm willing to renegotiate. This is it. This is that when you go up for a review at the end of the year, this is what they're going to swipe left yeah. on. I'm going to message him on Instagram. Can like, you hey, imagine if that's how they actually did, <laughs> you know, like boss reviews? Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, the Tinder is going to be the end of, of, of our universe as it is. I mean, you mentioned that before. I, ha- I have mentioned it before. Yeah. But if everything was swipe right and swipe left, like you went up for a yearly reviews, your boss just kind of like looked at you. You met yeah. your quota. Swipe right. Swipe left. Yeah. You get fired or you get put on like like probation of some yeah. sort. This criminal justice system. <laughs> Imagine that. Sitting in the yeah. jury box. Swipe right. Swipe left. Yeah, what if it's like a Graham Norton's <laughs> big red chair? I'm you okay know, with like the, it. Like you pull the lever and you fall I'm backwards. okay with the red chair if it actually leads to like, like you fall of, into uh, the, yeah, pit of sharks. Pit of serpents. Serpents. Serpents? Serpents okay, well, nice. yeah, serpents work. Yeah. I sent Garrett a message back on Instagram right now. I said, sup, bro, did you like my counteroffer? Are we still in the negotiation stage? Don't. Now you're just stalking him. Well, yeah. he follows me. Now so. you're being creepy. Now you're just being creepy. It's fun. But the swipe right, swipe left, that's criminal justice, swipe right, swipe yeah. left. I'm worried that that'll happen. You know, the thing that's is, reasonable. Though, is it any, honestly, when it comes down to it, 
I, th- I think you'd agree. Shouldn't with have me. put it out yeah. there. Shouldn't have put it out. I think you'd agree with me though. It's like the name criminal justice is a misnomer. It's really just a legal system. Because right? justice system. doesn't actually happen. No justice happening. Right. That's evidence of the fact that Flynn stuff is happening right now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. So like in in other news, we should update him because you know, besides being assholes, we are supposed to give information hmm. to our listeners. Says the, you, Michael Flynn is uh, guilty plea coming up on sentencing. Turns out that Robert Mueller has mm. uh, said that we recommend no prison time Proof that this isn't criminal justice it's, yeah, it's yeah, a legal yeah, system yeah. because he's basically just flipped on everybody he snitched <laughs> yeah, that's mob language right but he he, he did yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. fact he's is a, a CI. two of his two of his associates have now been indicted because of him he's revealed all sorts of information the well, funny thing about, about, about the team bro. turns out that the Robert Mueller's been really like kicking some ass right mm. now but the funny thing about this is that the r- conspiratorial right, that is, the InfoWars dudes and Alex the, Jones. the QAnon folks. What's right? a QAnon? It's, a, it's this kind of uh, 4chan conspiracy theory by this guy named QAnon, Q Anonymous. He's Kofi Anon's brother? No. Who basically Q-Anon. claims to be a, uh, an intelligence insider. Oh. Uh, some people have said, oh, it's actually Stephen Miller. And anyways, he, he basically role plays like Will Smith's enemy of the state. Mm. He goes as like, Star 3 has been activated. <laughs> and like all the oh, QAnon okay. people are like, oh, what does that mean? It's also part of the, the hashtag called Follow the White Rabbit or The Storm is Coming. Ali. Which believes, hold on, which believes that Robert Mueller has not been investigating Trump, but has secretly been working with Trump and Michael Flynn to be investigating uh, President Obama and Secretary Clinton. And huh. that it's all going to be revealed in the huh. next few months. They're going to be thrown in jail and tried by the military and shot by firing squad for treason. They actually believe this stuff. They believe that despite the fact that every single step of the way, QAnon has been wrong and more and more Donald Trump associates are getting arrested and indicted and tried and put in jail, that it's actually deep down, it's all about Obama and Clinton. You've got to have a certain like you've got to have certain mental resilience to be wrong consistently and still hold to your guts yeah you know i wish i had that type of dedication to something yeah apparently. in life in general because god damn i mean god damn at this amazing. point you're just like if you're still supporting this current administration if you still believe that right, theory, theory, you're yeah. insane what i think is weird is the fact that somehow i don't like i don't like the left's fetishization of Robert Mueller, right? No, I don't either. He's, a, you know, he's a, he. At the end of the day, he's a company man. He's law enforcement. He's not anyone. No. Like he does not represent left ideals. No, right. No. But he happens to be a part of the cog in the machine that we happen to need right now. Yeah. But somehow, this uh, this random QAnon guy has somehow managed to find another way to uh, for the right to fetishize. It's Robert a Mueller very at the same bizarre time. one. Yeah. yeah like I, well, part of this was d- tied to today. Up until now, they're like, oh, this could be revealed. The General Flynn is actually. A good guy's on our side. Look, man, in- I'm just saying, back in my day, if you were speaking in codes and thinking there was some secret shit happening that wasn't actually happening, they'd have said that you had schizophrenia well, and now it is some conspiracy theory. The, the thing that kind of came crashing down today was that they all believed this judge was going to reveal that no-go, dismiss all charges. Yes. Now, Robert Mueller has said... We don't recommend prison time. He's cooperated with us. In fact, they revealed the transcripts showing his cooperation, but they also revealed the transcript that he wasn't ambushed. He wasn't set up. This guy was literally, like, they gave him multiple opportunities to tell the truth, and he kept consistently lying. This judge turns to him and goes, 
arguably, you have betrayed your country. Mm-hmm. I cannot hide my disdain and contempt for you. Wow! Completely blowing all that conspiracy theory. Even the fucking left wing judge. Even the even the prosecution. He's a Reagan judge. He's a Reagan oh, judge. Yeah. Reagan point judge. Even yeah. the prosecution was a little surprised. But so not only has it all the QAnon stuff has been completely proven wrong, but at this point in time, we're now looking at a judge that may very well not agree with the plea agreement and may very well sentence. Michael Flynn. Now, it's likely Flynn won't see any prison time. It just goes to show you that this society fucked up. Our discourse, our our information system, just broken. That people are literally believing in a theory that has been proven repeatedly. What is the? It's like it's like the scientific method failed these fuckers, right? The repeatability is part of the scientific oh, yeah. method. You gotta be able to repeat something. Yeah. We've repeatedly proven the QAnon is fake, 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 fake. Like literally wrong every step of the way, and they still believe it. Like what do you call that? It's not even conspiracy theory at this point. It's even worse than blind faith. It's, fana- it's, it's fanaticism. Conspiracy idiot. <laughs> it's it's fanaticism. Wishful thinking. True, no, yeah. wishful thinking is hopeful. Mm, yeah. Right? There's a thinking involved in it. Right? Like, oh, I'm hope I'm hoping it'll all turn out well. That's mm. wishful thinking. This is fanaticism. <laughs> this is like you denying reality as it exists. What I'm trying to understand is how is it that a guy like Flynn got to like this such a high position in the military, four star general, right? I yeah. mean, like the dude got to a huge, a high position. And the guy's nuts. What's like, fascinating about Flynn is there's they've been doing some kind of profiles and exposés of him. Is that originally he started off as a normal kind of general, lieutenant general, not that crazy of a dude. But being a defense intelligence officer, DIA, right? Mm-hmm. He was involved in the war on terror, and the war on terror is what began to radicalize him. He saw himself as part of a sort of civilizational conflict. He really absorbed that language yeah. of the West versus the rest, and he saw Islam not as Islamic fundamentalism, but as a war with Islam, which he has repeated said over and over again he corrects himself when people push back on him he goes oh islam's not a religion it's a it's a political party and like no it's a religion oh i meant islamic fundamentalism so he yeah, yeah. corrects himself but you can see that that's what he meant well the obama administration apparently he felt offended that the obama administration didn't accept that language of his and thought that he was a bit of a problem in the position that he was thinking his extremist thoughts mm-hmm. that him feeling being kind of slighted by that lend let him down the rabbit hole of right-wing conspiracy thinking by the time you know the internet was done with him he full-on believed that Obama was a traitor yeah. to the country and destroying it from within. He literally is an example of what happens when you yeah. let old people yeah. online. God, wait, 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 Ali, 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 wait, wait. You're, you mean to tell me, yeah. in your infinite wisdom, yes. that a rich white man mm. got upset because people didn't believe him, so he, he radicalized? That's literally what I'm saying. That's literally <laughs> what I'm saying. The problem is always How is that even look, possible in society? Gonna, they're going to look back and go, the, the beginning of the end was when they let old people have the internet. <laughs> when they let boomers have social media, I mean, I'm not, as funny as it is, it's true. We gave boomers social media so they drowned democracy in a bathtub. Mm. Literally. Because every time I get in an argument with someone on Facebook, yeah, there's plenty of stupid people our age. Yeah. Right? Hi. 
Yes, you are. <laughs> Plenty of stupid people are, but it's the old 99% Stop of the being time. Proud of that it's some old white guy or some old white lady. It's usually a grandma who's like, Jesus first, love my grandchildren. Michelle Obama's a transsexual. Oh, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. those people like, holy crap, what happened to you? It's because they've gone down the cesspool of Facebook and, in, and, and Snapchat and Twitter and Instagram. It's social media and old people, The letting boomers out of the internet was the worst mistake ever whoever was who decided that that guy was a true that guy was the that, that guy came from the future it's al gore that was someone from the future who's like i know i'm gonna just change the timeline darkest timeline let old people online that's all it did that's all they needed to yeah. do i'll tell you right now my dad love him obviously he's my dad yeah. right only watches russian to like russian news rt oh shit hey, you told yeah. us this. that's all he ever watches <laughs> And like the guy, like he didn't, he didn't believe that all the all the uh, Assad stuff was going on. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens with RT. Like, what the fuck just happened? You here? end up in this kind of propaganda circle. Why is your dad watching Russian news? I think because he like streams well, everything. RT is RT isn't Russian news. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like BBC for Russia. For it's well, it's state run. Uh -huh. It's by Russia, but it, its offices are in New York, its offices are in D.C., and it does international news. Yeah. So like a lot of people, yeah, it's like Al Jazeera, it's like BBC, but of all of the kind of news, it's the most, out besides Fox News, very openly a state propaganda, state apparatus, or state propaganda arm. That's, it's just weird because your dad fled communism and now he's like yeah he actually actively fought it yeah you know so I'm telling you man and he, now he's like ah oh, the Russians they give good news why is that I don't know man I don't want to why is that, that? I didn't want to make your dad like a stereotypical Asian so I just did a stereotypical that isn't a stereotypical yeah. Asian yeah he's but, also Vietnamese he's not stereotypical what is stereotypical yeah, Asian I don't, even I don't know man I want to make like a stereotypical Asian accent so I just made fun of myself in the Arab accent. Okay, whatever. But the, I felt like it was, more, it was more politically correct. <laughs> no, I think it was a slightly more offensive, actually, <laughs> by doing what but you did. You didn't have to do an accent at all. I'm just saying, social media and the boomer generation. Is this one of your other theories? That's another theory that we've got so far. Theory or isms? These are, no, these are truths. These are laws of nature. Yeah. What are the truths? Mm. The laws of nature are... Thou shalt not cut their no, orange slices. No, no, no. Those aren't. These are, those are commandments. Uh, I'm not giving yeah. commandments. These are observations based on empirical evidence. That is First true. and foremost, yeah. that the most hardened criminals in society are soccer moms. I'll agree with this. Two, that the way you treat fruit determines how you treat people so you can't eat fruit because then you eat people no you can eat fruit all it's you the want. function that they serve right? you yeah. can totally eat fruit yeah right just don't stick your dick into a watermelon or so anything i'm like uh, you know <laughs> grapefruit <laughs> remember that video <laughs> what video the grapefruit method no. What? Oh, <laughs> what is that? Number three. Yeah, let's, not, let's not talk about it. Number three. Never trust a Garrett or a Lindsay. I disagree with the no, Lindsay. No, it's true. I refuse. And number four. Giving old. Never. We should have never given old people social media. These are your Ali Lindsay. Four. Currently nerdyisms. Yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, I agree with that list pretty much. You know, I I have evidence of not giving old people the internet. I I agree with the internet part. I've been uh, I am right on all of these. You don't trust mm. the Garrett. Fair enough. Mm. Um, I mean, I I hardened criminals. Yeah, soccer moms are hardened criminals. True. How you treat fruit determines how you treat people. I uh, disagree with this. This is a true one. That is true. No, because I remember I saw someone. I'll peel and, uh, your kiwis. What's your favorite fruit? 
an orange. Uh, <laughs> fucking idiot. It is. I like them peeled. I like them sliced. You like them sliced? Oh, no, don't like say them. peeled. I like them both Because ways. apparently you've got like a f- some type of m- a mental frugal. defect that you're unable to peel oranges. I can. Anyways. Depends on the... We're not going down this rabbit hole. Don't even start. By Don't eel. even start. Don't even mm. start. But these these four rules, I think, are evidence that... They're, they're they're true. They're based in evidence. They're based in fact. And I think by understanding them, you understand society a little bit better. We are living in a fucked up society. Are you like in a pre-apocalyptic, pre-dystopian world? I wouldn't say we're pre... Well, I mean, we may be pre-apocalyptic, but we're not pre-dystopian. We are dystopian. You want evidence of dystopian just the other day? Not the other day. Maybe today. One of my friends... <laughs> you don't remember I don't your remember, days The days get blurred. I think in centuries. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of my friends, I think it was one of our friends, Lida, I think, or Arash, or Ghazal. You used to name all the I'm Afghans gonna, now? Okay. I'm going to name everyone in that group chat. Or Muhammad, or Siddiq, or Ali, I'm just gonna name or everyone. Fatima. I'm upset that I'm not a part of that group. Khadija. I feel like, I feel like I, should have, I should have honorary membership to the Afghans. Mariam. You do have honorary. Uh, and yet I never get invited to any Afghan functions. What Afghan functions? What Afghan functions? I don't know. I just assume you guys have functions. I gave a gift on behalf of Currently Nerdy for you. Yeah. To who? To the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. What? I, I, I didn't consent to giving a gift to children. Oh, wow, now he doesn't want to be part of the society. Oh, hey, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Right, part fine. of the function. Anyways, I, I, was just, I was naming people in a group chat. I forgot who it was, but one of these lovely people sent this article about how Kylie Jenner is now as wealthy or is, is, is the same worth as Jay-Z. Good for her. That's the sign of a dystopian do society. Do you, boo-boo? Don't, mm. not do you, boo-boo. In what universe is, the, is a Kylie Jenner making the same amount as Jay-Z. One has an actual skill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like an actual artistic ability. Well, white people don't like him. White people like her. It's facts. That's true. <laughs> That's, That's why. Fair. <laughs> there was that one time where he was on the subway and the, the little old lady was like, are you famous? He's like, sort of. <laughs> She's like, who are you? He's like, Jay-Z. She's like, oh, I know you. <laughs> you see that? That's no, very it's sweet. Really I remember. That came, very, came out a couple years ago. Endearing. But he was like, he, he had talked to her in a very soft voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a very humbling nice. experience. Didn't Bill, Bill O'Reilly went after him? Bill O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly went after Ludacris. Oh. Bill O'Reilly kissed my ass. Yeah, uh, yeah. The point being that any society in which a Kylie Jenner is on the same par as a Jay-Z is evidence that we are already living in a dystopian. So we are minutes away, minutes away from swiping right and swiping left on people who get to live and die. <laughs> minutes away. I mean, you don't necessarily are, aren't against having the power to do that, though, right? Okay, I mean, first of all, that's <laughs> deeply offensive. But true. And second of all, I'm not minutes away from that. I'm one inconvenience away from supervillain status. I'm saying this for you. If someone mm. takes my Amazon box, that's all it takes. To go back to our original conversation. If anyone takes my Amazon box, that's it. We're going, the true villain comes out. That's it. I'm super villain status. I'm going to war with the world. I've been telling people for years. All it takes. I'm one minor inconvenience away from criminality. You already fucking look like one. That's fucked up. It's facts. Really fucked Isn't up. Bezos also bald? Bezos is bald. But Bezos, have, have you ever noticed that really rich people look older in their younger photos. Mm. Have you ever seen a photo like of Elon Musk from like 10 years ago? Yeah, yeah. Dude looked like he was in, he was old. Same with uh, Steve Carell. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. Steve Carell. Oh, Steve Carell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you look at a, a Elon Musk, his hair was like thinning. He was like nerdy looking. Jafar bald. But once you get rich, probably when you get rich, you can afford a trainer. Your food is made. You can start bathing in the blood of virgins. Suddenly you're getting uh, transfusions and yeah, shit. When did you get rich enough to bathe in the blood of virgins? Except, uh, it doesn't work because I'm old. I look old. 
Mm. I mean, you looked older when you when you when you had hair. It's true. That is true. I did look older. I what I tell people, I don't have the Bezos effect who looked old and now he looks kind of younger, or the Elon yeah. Musk they can afford facial reconstruction and all these kind of plastic surgeries. For me, it's the opposite. I did all my aging in my twenties. Mm. Now everyone else is catching up. I'm gonna look like this with maybe a couple more white hairs that will make me look distinguished for the next. 30 to 40 years. Well, you two fuckers will, by you, you're, you'll probably won't age until what, 60. Oh, yeah. But you, because I see your hairline. <laughs> see your headline. It's, you've got the Stephen Miller going right now. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you do, you're son. Full of shit. Dude, Stephen Miller is, is, yeah. is creeping. I will. You got creeping Sharia you. all over your forehead. <laughs> you you're You in particular, you're going to age. I look young. And you're going to age. I don't look and you're gonna age. Ca- you're going to catch up to me, and you're going to pass me. That's how it works. I looked old all my life. I, di- I paid the debt. Mm. I paid my dues in advance. It's like when you pay your rent in advance. I'm good to go. People don't believe me when I tell them I'm almost 30. You say this now, but wait until you turn 35 and you start looking 40 and 50. Well, that's fine. That's what's going to happen. That's true. The smoking doesn't help either. I don't smoke. It's just the reality of it. Just, I vape. These are facts. What, what are we talking about? I can uh, about Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. That's yeah, right. no, Dystopian I, society. I understand right. that because I mean the reality is also because now I, I I do this too, right? We're a part of a we're a part of a society, or our podcast in and of itself yeah. is looking towards success through things like influence, right? And influence, whatever the fuck that means, regardless, That's Kyle, yeah. But like, think about it like that, though. It's like she technically hasn't really done anything in terms of like contributing to any type of site. Anything that she sells is made by. Uh, by an artist or a manufacturer, but it's not her that's putting Jamila, it in. Jamila Jamil yeah. points this out all the time with a fit. Jamila Hill, or no? That's no, you're talking about someone else. I'm talking about the sports anchor. Yeah, I'm no, I'm talking about Jamila Jamil, the British uh, actress and and DJ. Um, she talks about this all the time about how these quote unquote influencers, like the Kardashians in particular, put out the fit t shit. Yeah. Which is really bad for you. It's a scam, but they make money off of it. She did this really funny parody video where she talks about selling fit tea, and then it's her on the toilet, and she's having a hard time, right? You know, like, mm-hmm. but and that's true. And then it's the same thing that the the Jenners and the and the Kardashians sell yeah. fantasy, and they market fantasy. The only skill that they have is marketability. Yeah, that's it, and that gives them influence, and that's a problem. I think. I yeah. think when you we put that in the same par as artistry that's something it's already bad enough that music is in the state that is it is in oh you don't like mumba rap i don't know what you're talking about but I that, you don't it's like bad mumba enough rap. when that that's where we're at but when someone as skilled as gz is considered on par with someone as unskilled as kylie jenner that's a problem yeah. i think that's well, a sign i actually read an article today which is interesting about influencers or like people who were attempting to gain influence on social media yeah. um they're actually acting they're 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 putting forth the idea that there be their influencers for companies. Yeah. They're acting like they're advertising for companies to make them look like they're yeah. bigger influencers than there they was a, are. There's a, yeah. uh, oh, I think it was the Atlantic, one of the one of these web um, newspapers, the social media person, I think it was Daily Beast actually, she was in New York and she was and she's she wasn't doing this as a critique. She was just pointing it out. She took she was taking pictures of all the people who go to this specific cross-section in New York to take a picture in front of Cartier. Right, the, the the jewelry store, yeah. and they all they all go out and they get dressed and they they all the same place. And she she just took a picture of all the people doing this whole Instagram culture thing, and it, it's part of it was funny. And she was excited; she loved it. She's like, "Oh, look how cool all this is!" But there is something really bizarre about watching that and going, "Yeah, that's insane." And I know it's a hustle, and 
to some extent, you know, they're trying to make a living, but yeah, that's a weird fucking dystopian capitalist society, right? Well, there. I mean, even in tourism, um, they talk about it now, where there's these places in nature all around the world, hiking spots and everything, yeah. right? Who were who? You literally you create some of the most perfect, yeah, photo, photo, uh, photographical shots. The problem is though now that everyone kind of knows about it the, and they see them through media influence, yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, it's all clear for the photo, but if you look behind the photo, yeah. there's literally groups of these like young people who are trying to make fucking heart hands in the sunset or whatever yeah. other dumb shit that they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like it literally ruined the tourism because now this many bodies in an area destroys the, the ecosystem, the yeah. local environments, not to mention the trash they leave. Yeah. And the fact is they don't respect the actual area at all. Yeah. They're there to kind of consume. So it ruins a lot of these areas yeah. simply because people want to get likes on a, yeah. on, a, on you know on Instagram. I'm like, not anti-social media i'm not anti-digital media i think some of it is great the democratization of knowledge the way that the that it allows people to break through i mean some of the things that i i love about youtube is the fact that it has these youtubers on there that i would have never seen elsewhere that are able to highlight some beautiful skills whether it's their ability to sing a cappella. they would have never gotten an album deal or a record deal in the oh, traditional in the a tr a traditional kind of music scene but now we got youtube and like great fantastic or these fantastic chefs Binging with Bobbish, right? I love him. Or June's Kitchen, the guy, the Japanese guy who got really famous for the sharpening of his knife, right? The mm -hmm. guy has got no formal training Salt in Bay. in in uh in cooking at all. He's yeah. not a chef, but he does amazing Japanese food, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So showcasing those skills, showcasing yeah. those skills. I love that. But YouTube is also the fucking place where white supremacists and these conspiracy theories like QAnon are born. Social media. I love the fact that girls and guys can take pictures and have fun with themselves and they're enjoying it. Find it a little bit creepy when it's monetized in the way that it is. Even if you're trying to make money, good for you. But when you reach the, the, the Jenner and the Kardashian level, then I start to get worried. That has impacts on society that are that are dangerous. But I mean, if, if people are going like, to pay you for it and shit, like, is it bad? It's bad on both ends. How so? Is, is it bad to do drugs or is it bad to sell drugs? Both, right? It's like, the, mm. it's like you're going to be like, oh, don't blame the drug dealer. Blame, blame the drug taker. No, you blame both. You blame the people that are exploiting it and you blame the people that are complicit in it. And I think that the, the Jenners and the Kardashians are definitely a sign of a fucked up society of our value of not necessarily our values, but our kind of our uh, understanding of what matters and doesn't matter being slightly off. I really like there's something about the idea that they are influencers or famous or celebrities or people to aspire to be that makes me a little bit uncomfortable whatever man i'm gonna fucking live in district one with the fucking kardashians you could be in your little district 12 or 11 or whatever with the fucking katniss Everdeen's. look out of the three of us we all know who's gonna live in the capital and who lives in the colonies I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> wow, that took a turn for Damn. the fucking worst. Damn. What the hell, V? I think that's I'm Instagramming food right now. Also, <laughs> that's, a, that's a cry for help if I've ever yeah, heard of one before. I'm but out of the three me. of us, capital culture. You know, the capital culture is like yeah, me. That high fashion is so me. Get the. You're wearing a fucking shawl. 
shawls are high fashion. <laughs> no, they're not. I'm in my fucking high fashion in a pajama- village in Afghanistan. I'm in maybe pajamas right now, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Out of the two of us, who's more involved in high fashion? I am. It's because you have money. I don't. Who's actually gone to a fashion shoot? I have. I have. I've been part of fashion shoots. Who's actually? Yeah, be Afghan fashion. No, shows. not Afghan. Come on, fuck you. Bloomingdale's fashion fuck shows. Fuck you, cocksuckers. Bloomingdale's. <laughs> I've actually been to New York fashion shows. I can't Out afford to go. Out of the two of us, who owns like actual high fashion? Well, you're part of the one percent. <laughs> like Alexander McQueen. And uh, but me, because you own oh, you Man, have you really sound Marxist right yeah. now. Da Vinci a little bit. Yeah. You, I have a blazer. Is one of my favorite one percent. Mm. You over here talking shit just because I'm. So defying. when's the proletariat gonna rise yeah, up and bourgeoisie? Look, ass I may be all for the proletariat rising up and overthrowing and eating the rich. But you but are I, the rich. I'm not the rich. <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm not going to be affected by the revolution. I'm going right, to continue. Fine, I'll my be last. in District Two. District Two is still a decent district. Yeah, you could be in District Two. Out of the three of us, I'm in the capital. What? This is you, you would think Hunger Games. Yeah, that's the world you want to live in. No, nah, nah, hell no, no, uh, no. Um, because you'd be chosen as tribute. Yeah. No, oh, I ref- I refuse. I, I would, would kill my if if you would not want to. Su- would you not fight to survive? You just I, kill yourself. I refuse. Number one, the only reason why I would never live in that movie or in the anything Ooh. close to that movie because it says hunger. Because it's hunger. I refuse <laughs> yeah. to be hungry. No, no, no. If okay. you lived in the Hunger Games, yeah. would you participate in the games? To, like, let's say you get picked as tribute, mm. would you go and fight to survive, or would you just kill yourself? Yeah, I, give I would fight just to fight. You I would f- fight people outside of the thing. <laughs> You can't. They, they, they. You're in a separate world, bro. That's my, that's my death by cop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you try to do some type of revolution. And, and no, I wouldn't, no, I would not do a revolution. Oh, you try to get killed by the authority. I would literally just take a stick and you start c- hitting people. You could have just self-immolated. That would have been a bigger... I'm not, what am I, a Buddhist monk? What the fuck kind of shit <laughs> yeah, is this? Or Muhammad Bouazizi. I know. You looked at, you both looked at me really blankly. Muhammad Bouazizi, the guy who started the Arab Spring, set himself on fire in Tunisia. Never mind. You're both idiots. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're both idiots. Hey, ask the average person. Do you know who Muhammad Bouazizi is? Well, they know it after they take my class. Yeah. I thought I thought you were talking about that comedian that did Master of None. That's stupid. You guys are idiots. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew that. Ansar Azizi, asshole. <laughs> What'd you call him? What's his name? Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. I did it backwards, yeah. Ansar Azizi. Whatever. Ansar Azizi. Sounds like an Egyptian general. Whatever, something probably like was. <laughs> Ask me about historical figures. I got you. I don't know any about these fucking famous people. So, Hunger Games, you wouldn't participate. I'd be definitely in the capital, but I'd be against the Hunger Games. Then why would you be in the capital? Because I'd I'd live a comfortable life. Would you be one of those council people? No, I'd be I'd be one of the people who are secretly funding the resistance. Did they had those. Yeah. Uh, sort of. Right, whatever, man. Hunger Games, however, is probably the most relevant dystopian flick we've got. You know, you know because what? it is the one that's mo- that we think is most relevant, right? Well, yeah. social media, that's reality true. TV, yeah, yeah enter, enter death by entertainment type stuff. Yeah, yeah death like, by entertainment, yeah. colonialism versus the metropole. I like that kind of dystopian stuff where it's like the government did something shady. Right, yeah. fighting against the government. Yeah. That's kind of dystopian stories. I like. I don't like the shit like Book of Eli. Where Book of like, Eli is not dystopian. What do you mean? That's post-apocalyptic. What's the difference? The two, they're two different genres, but they can overlap. They're the same. They're not. Post-apocalyptic is the world has come to an end. Post-apocalyptic means literally after an apocalypse. So something huge has happened. More often than not, post-apocalyptic has some type of event. That they are surviving from mm. a nuclear holocaust, a destruction, something. Uh, post or a dystopian society is a critique of where society is headed 
But what about like so? Here's, there, there is a blend. There is because yeah, Hunger Games, there was a war. V Hunger for Vendetta, is there was like an apocalyptic, and V for Vendetta is not post-apocalyptic. Yeah, because society didn't break down. The world doesn't end. Yeah. And try to survive afterwards. Post-apocalyptic tries to survive. An example of where they blend mm-hmm. is the Matrix. It's a post-apocalyptic society and it's a dystopian society. Yeah. So think of like literally like in any post-apocalyptic means everything like literally everything is starting over. You literally yeah. have to start from zero, yeah. and then other governments spring up from that, right? Okay. Whereas dystopian, dystopian has to do with like successful governments yeah. that get too successful and on start the surface. And dystopians mm. look nice. Hunger Games is fun. The capital is great, but deep down they ha- reveal an underlying dark secret about ourselves and society. So Hunger Games is one of them. Uh, Insurgent is the other one, or the Divergent series. Yeah. Uh, or about, uh, was it Red Dawn? Red Dawn, or like the kind of Red Dawn is another example yeah. of, of kind of Russians invading all that kind of shit, right? But the uh, uh, Divergent series classifying people into groups, which is like. Oh, really exciting! It's actually they just took that from fucking Brave New World. Yeah, yeah. Right, the Which alphas the, and the, the betas. Quintessential. That's the original. Yeah, Huxley's yeah, quintessential. Yeah. kind of work right there. Yeah, the two types of dystopian societies, and we talked about this on the podcast before, right? Is the Big Brother uh, version of it, which is government is watching you at all 1984, times. Nineteen eighty-four. Nineteen eighty-four. V for Vendetta. Fahrenheit. The other version is the distracted state, Brave New World, right? That is where the government doesn't need to watch you all the time. They've gotten you to the point where... Is that also Hunger Games? Hunger Games is an example of it. Interesting. You use bread and circus to control people. the Roman term, right? Yeah, Yeah. the bread and circus, Uh yeah. You put up the games, the great games. The great games. So the Hunger Games is just really Roman society in some regards, reimagined in the future. Don't you find that the best... Kind of like the best stories, though, tend to kind of take the things that happen in real life, and then they kind of amplify yeah. kind of that whole yeah, point. Yeah. And, like, dystopian, I think, is one of the perfect genres for that because um, it's something that I think it, it, it talks to our fears more than a lot of other things do yeah. because there's something that we can actually see happening. Yeah, I mean, you how know? many of us can genuinely see our society as either dystopian or headed to dystopian? Are we not in a dystopian society? I would say we are in a dystopian society, but some people would say we're we're not there yet, but we're headed there. Yeah. But it is a universal feeling. It's a critique of society is at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Apocalyptic too. That's why a lot of our movies were, I mean, look at the monster movies, right? What type of monster movies are the most popular monster movies nowadays? The zombie. Oh, yeah, nowadays. Because right? yeah. that's post-apocalyptic. We can imagine that happening. What monster movie no longer exists? Like Godzilla type movies? Well, Godzilla is true. Yeah. But what's another like werewolf one? movies? Werewolf movies. Yeah, like Why like is that. werewolf like no, mythical beasts? Werewolf yeah. movies no longer exist because werewolves are the fear of, of rural societies. Yeah, you have to be close to nature for werewolves to exist. I mean, yeah, we had werewolf in London, werewolf in Paris, and that kind of stuff. But in general, the werewolf is the fear of the forest. It's the fear of nature. It's the beast that comes and gets you. Right. Yeah. The vampire has successfully evolved. It was also a rural fear, yeah. but it evolved into an urban fear. So this is why post-apocalyptic. And post or dystopian societies are the stories that resonate the most with us because we can all sit around and be like, that, I mean, happen. that happened, right? Like we can imagine ourselves thirty years from now, old. Does it have sitting, to take place in the future? Usually, it's in the future. Sitting down on a rocking chair and be like, it all started with a tweet. Yeah. Right? We gave the old people the internet. We gave the old people the that was the beginning of the end, right? Like we can yeah. all talk about that as a as a post apocalyptic society. Or we can imagine life continuing as it is, but something's not right. Yeah. We feel that right now when we look back and we go, something something went wrong somewhere. I feel like the for in this situation, um 
It's actually a really good comic book. And, you know, I've already mentioned Rick Remender's yeah, Tokyo yeah. Ghost, right? Because it's an amazing... And it has absolutely everything to do with it. There's another one by uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Um, he's the guy who wrote Saga. He also did this thing called The Private Eye. Mm. Um, it's written by him. It's uh, int- uh, illustrated by Marcos Martin yeah. from Spain. Um, this what you know it's, it, this one, I, I love it because I feel like it just... It, it, it brings out so many interesting ideas. The, essentially what the premise of it, it happens in 2076. The internet is gone, right? Because they had something called the cloudburst. And what happened was everyone's personal information, basically the cloudburst and everyone's personal information went public. This is why I don't have a cloud. So what happens in society is now everyone, yeah, everyone so, that I, goes I, I out into society wears a mask. Right. Oh wow! Everyone inside wears a mask, and they wear different costumes. And the so they literally is, revert back to the oldest form of disguise. Because nowadays we talk about digital anonymity, right? Yeah. yeah. F- screen names and whatnot. But when digital anonymity is no longer, that's a yeah. really fucking clever idea. Actually. So what happens that's is that's a cool premise. Everyone does this thing where now it's like they all have to wear masks, and the thing that is the utmost importance is actual physical privacy. So oh wow! Like business, like keeping everything private on your person is the most important part of society. There's a flick that just came out that might be playing on that where everyone has like a like a chip but almost like a Google glass on their eye and they see everything about everyone. But there's this one girl that they can't see and she basically doesn't exist. I think oh, it's she's like a hole in the world. I think it's Amanda thing. Siegfried is in it or something. Oh like really? I have to look it up. We have to look up but there's yeah. this is one of these new dystopian movies. This that is what you said about this comic book though. Number one, it's that the uh, the way that government keeps rule of law is yeah. through journalism. Mm-hmm. So journalists kind of keep things because what they do is their job is to reveal truths. Yeah. So how they keep order is that journalists are the ones that kind of keep order. That's right? fucked. And there's a character in there that's tr- the, basically the antagonist is trying to bring the internet back, right? And what I love about Brian K. Vaughn's work in this situation is that he does, like he does. I think he, he tries. He attempts to. Make it not seem like the internet is the bad thing, right? Yeah. Or that non-internet is the bad thing. Yeah. Because the it's guy who, messy. the guy who brings back the internet is going, we've been able to topple dictators through the internet, right? Yeah. There were so many great things that happened because of the internet. So right. That's why he tries to bring it back. The uh, the protagonist is a journalist who's trying to figure out this giant conspiracy yeah. this whole time. Um, you want to talk about dystopian society. It's literally, number, and the art is amazing because everyone's costume is different. People in different sects of society, like the higher end people have much more elaborate costumage, right? They have much more elaborate suits and everything. Yeah. And then people who are kind of poor have these really basic masks on. But this whole time, it's like one of the most amazing things. And this is what I find even more amazing is the fact that what they did, they, they literally revolutionized it because what they did was they made it a completely digital comic book mm-hmm. in 2015, right? And they did this thing, which is also revolutionary, where when you pay what you thought was it was worth. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to buy it. You basically paid what you thought the comic book was worth. And they, for a while, made this pact where they're like, we're not going to print it. You're not going to have to buy mm-hmm. it as a graphic novel because you're going to pay what you want and get it digitally, yeah. right? Now, eventually, they've released it in a in a book format, but the comic book itself has its own panels that are very different mm-hmm. from anything that you see in a traditional comic book. So it only comes at this really long box style, mm-hmm. right? It critiques the internet, but at the same time, the only reason why this comic book exists and got disseminated was because of the same thing that it critiques, the internet. Oh, wow. The artist and the artist and the writer are from two different countries. The only reason why they got connected was through the internet, mm. right? So this is a really interesting thing about this comic book is because it simultaneously uses 
the tool that it's yeah. kind of critiquing at the same time. I absolutely love The Private Eye, and I think it's one of the greatest works that we have seen in the well, past six years. Well, I like, think this is part yeah. of the, the kind of the draw of the dystopian genre, right? It's like, like sci-fi. Sci-fi can, and, and dystopian can overlap with one another, mm-hmm. right? It seems like it. it. A lot. A lot of it, it tends to be sci-fi oriented. But generally, at the, at the heart of it, sci-fi is optimistic, right? It's Star Trek. It's about, has a progressivist view of society. Does it have it's, to be optimistic? It's, you know, at its heart, that's what the genres emerged from. Okay. But uh, a subset of sci-fi is dystopian, right? Okay. But not all dystopian genres are sci-fi. Yeah. The, the Republic of Gilead from The Handmaid's Tale is not... Uh, futuristic society. It's not a, a critique of science. It's a That's critique. With Lena Moss or whatever. That's the. Is. It's the critique of fundamentalism, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the th- and d- declining birth rates, right, right? The control of women's bodies. That's a different type of dystopia that is doesn't require a massive amount of science. Sci-fi at its heart is generally optimistic. It believes in changing society and the future. Okay. The dystopian is the recognition that, yes, the changing times of society, it, that creeping change can actually be detrimental to society. Uh, creeping Sharia. It can lead to the destruction of, of values, of anonymity, of privacy, of the barrier between public and private. All of these are examples of that, right? Handmaid's Tale is an example of this, of, of a, the kind of critique of society. V for Vendetta, which is a big movie that you enjoy, right? Yeah, I love that movie. V for Vendetta is a, is a critique of society, and it's a critique of a particular society. Government. Now, the movie is different from the, the comic books, as V's talked about quite a bit on this podcast, is that the, the comic book came out as much more ambiguous. It's much yeah, more yeah. Gray. It's a because it recognizes that violence of all sorts is problematic, right? Uh-huh. And the anarchist violence in it is also critiqued. Yeah. V is a much more ambag- ambiguous character in the comic books than he is in the movies. In the movies, he's kind of set up as a champion, and it's done within this context of the post-Iraq War yeah. moment. Whereas the comic books is set in the ta- Thatcher yeah. rise of the CCTV. Britain is what it's really set in. Yeah, so yeah. Alan Moore had a big issue with the movie. Because it's like the Wachowski brothers really had to make it more They'd Hollywood con- glitzy. They had to contem- make it contemporary. Yeah. And also cr- making V into like this kind of sympathetic character was He's never, not sympathetic. In, he's in, sympathetic. Yeah, in the comic books, he's almost like a robot. Like yeah, He's, m- he's f- far much weirder of a yeah. character. But I've always argued that, in my humble opinion, the best dystopian world, and I think the most accurate, is Wally. What? Wally. The, the Disney like the Pixar, Pixar cartoon yeah. is actually the best Never watched it. of a dystopian society because it is the most realistic. We talk about Big Brother. Big Brother's gone. Big it's Brother a TV show. Big we talk about Big Brother and its ability to spy on you and do all sorts of things and whatnot. Big Brother has left the building. Big Brother is sure there's a lot of spying going on, NSA, USA Patriot Act, but the Big Brother is is fundamentally toothless. It's afraid of certain aspects of society. It's worried about protests, it's worried about so Big Brother, there is always a check on Big Brother. And don't get me wrong, that's not an excuse. Big Brother still does all sorts of fucked up things, right? But the libertarians are always talking about Big Brother this and Big Brother that and government overreach. But no overreach can ever come close to corporate overreach. Big Brother's left and left you with creepy uncle. (laughs) Really? The guy who the guy, or the cre- the cre- your creepy cousin that lives in the basement, he's far more of danger than Big Brother is. Amazon, Facebook, 
Twitter, Google, YouTube, these things are way more dangerous. As we're talking, there's literally a New York Times article that was just released that, that reveals that Facebook gave access to everyone's private messages to Spotify and Netflix. Wait, what? All of your private messages were given to Spotify and Netflix. Literally. I mean, that, that's... that illegal? That's, it is illegal. That's, that's real overreach. That's way more than the government's done, right? That's the reality we live in. So this is why I think Wally does a really fantastic job. Because in Wally, as much of it's a cute little cartoon about two robots falling in love, it shows us a, a society in which the government and the corporations are one. And the governments and corporations are not only one, but they are rooted in profit. And that profit ravages the earth it's about environmental disaster i mean after all the kind of environmental reports that we've received about climate change mm-hmm. wally seems the most accurate as much as we've talked about dystopian societies Al Gore was most right. of these dystopian critiques don't address climate change mm. you're right That's v true, for yeah. vendetta doesn't address climate change uh neither does brave new world hunger or games. divergent or hunger games and the reality is that that this is a major factor in fact i tell my students that one of the after we do all this analysis of the syrian civil war the syrian conflict about identities and and international interventions and whatnot one way one of the re- overlooked um aspects of it and understudied is environmental change access to water resources and urbanization the move of people from the rural societies to uh uh, the urban urban centers not being able to find jobs and not having access to water is part of the contributing factor, not the sole reason, but mm-hmm. the contributing factor of the Syrian conflict, right? Mm-hmm. So most of the dystopian societies don't address it, but Wally does. Yeah. A world that is cha- being changed by environmental factors, that is being changed by garbage and pollution, so that people have to leave. And then what happens to the people in space? I don't remember. I didn't you watch, the, watch movie. the movie. Yeah. They all sit around in floating chairs, eating food as Slurpees, and drink and watching various entertainments. Oh, nice! Yeah. They're basically on a permanent cruise. And what they do is the the president, who's also the CEO of the world, uh-huh. basically sets up a society in which they are in a permanent state of cruise. They're having fun, and so they never have to worry about the fact that they're not going to come back to Earth. Because the story was that he, you know. I mean, spoiler alert, I guess. But he tells people, oh, we're just going to send you on this small colony and then you'll return once we fix the earth. Okay. But they never have, they can never return. He realized like there's no way of fixing the earth. So it's the perfect critique of the distracted state. Uh Uh-huh. All of us on social media, all of us sitting there taking pictures of food. No offense. <laughs> all of us sitting there on floating chairs. Right? It's literally the social media world Plus environmental change. That's why Wally, in my opinion, we may not be out in space, but that's the most accurate yeah. depiction of a dystopian Man. society. And Pixar one, genius is fun. One that we're probably going to be living through within the next thirty years yeah. or so. Well, oh, I mean, I, I think it's a. I mean, it's pretty easy to say that's like this is know, a YouTube video in the making. Yeah. By the when way. we're uh, when you think about where the U.S. is, kind of, it's like you know we're uh, we have to deal with all this bullshit, right? Yeah. But it's like we're distracted enough. And we're well fed enough that we, uh, yeah. people don't mobilize unless things get so extreme, yeah. right? So we're kind of yeah, definitely that makes makes perfect sense for the whole wall. Yeah, I, I would yeah. argue that one of the reasons why we fundamentally don't have any real, true grassroots movements anymore, yeah, no one sustained is because no one, well, because no one is is uh, has their attention. Yeah, uh, uh, you know they can't okay, lock on to lock anything, on to. Right? Yeah. Well, there's a study that was released that talks about how the next generation, our generation, has already had the shorter attention span. Uh-huh. There is now 
pretty strong correlated evidence that our attention spans are shrinking even shorter. It was originally 15 minutes is the max that people hey, talked about. This. We're now seven minutes. Yeah. And that's a result of social media. What, what streaming and timelines have done, and sc- specifically scrolling. Yeah. The constant need for... Uh, uh, new saturation stuff. to kind of hit you right yeah. has done something to our attention spans i think in turn there's a good argument to be made in sociology that that has an impact on grassroots activism that you don't have the same attention how do we know this because in previous times from the iraq the original gulf war to the vietnam war images and visions uh, or visuals of affected people was enough to mobilize the vietnamese girl with napalm to the kid, uh, the Kurdish children being hit by uh, gas, by Saddam, all of these mobilized massively. Mm-hmm. But what happened with Alan Kurdi? A temporary political outrage. Oh, yeah. And then Alan Kurdi was forgotten. What happened to the little Syrian kid? And then forgotten. The what, about the child, the, 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 what about the child, the Yemeni girl who died of starvation? What about the child at the border crying yeah. for her? Time put her right on the front page. But where was it? What what happened? Right, yeah. temporary changes. I think as a result of this oversaturation, and that's that's Wally. Surprisingly enough, as funny as it seems, well, this cartoon. Yeah. I'm gonna make a whole YouTube video as how Wally is the most accurate dystopian movie to date. Wow, that's the society we're gonna be living in, and that's where we are, in my opinion, already. A distracted, a distracted group of people it's who your fault. need constant attention and affirmation, self-aggrandizing, egotistical, selfish, self-centered, destroying society and the planet all at the same time. But the distraction will be streamed. Via Ali Olumi in his classroom. Because you just described yourself. <laughs> what, they say, what did they say? The revolution will not be televised? Yeah. Well, it's true. There will be a revolution. But the end of the world will be televised. Oh, no, we'll be it streaming. won't be televised. We'll be It'll streaming. be streamed. Yeah. It'll be Instagram lived. It's It'll be true. Facebook lived. Yeah. It'll be Periscoped. I mean, we do. They already, via Twitter, through, through all the other live streams, we already kind of record human misery as, mm. a, as a kind of a form of entertainment. Yeah. As it is. I mean, I'm, mind you, you know, guys like Sean King are able to kind of take certain videos yeah. and turn them, you know, yeah, shame that's, that's the like way. It. That's the act of taking the camera and turning it on yeah. the power, right? But what happens with the on ordinary cases, nine, ten, nine out of ten times, it's not about filming the police or, uh, or, or any type of, you know, check on power. It's usually, I'm about to beat this person's ass. Let me film it and put World it up. Star. It's literally self-promotion of you brutalizing another individual. Just a little right now in Pennsylvania, uh, a hijabi girl was beaten, brutalized in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. How do we know about it? Because the assailant's friend was filming it. He's like, oh, kick her ass. Filmed it and then put it on online herself. Stupid. This shit isn't leaked. It was an accident. They do the crime and then they put it up. Stupid that, idiots. That's dystopian right there for you. That's dystopian. Well, well I'm the worst thoroughly depressed. Yes, now that we are thoroughly depressed. Let's end the podcast there because I'd Dick. like to leave all of you feeling slightly depressed. Let us know what your thoughts are. What is the best dystopian story you've heard? Do you agree that Wally is the best? Or do you favor The Handmaid's Tale? What resonates with you? Let us also know if you agree with me about social media and the rules of Currently Nerdy. The four rules that we discussed about fruit. Mm. About soccer moms. Yeah. About old people on the internet let us know your thoughts and this is going to tell you how you can do so you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash currently nerdy we're on the tweets 
at currently nerdy on Instagram at currently nerdy on no we're not on Tumblr anymore are we it's past December seventeenth mm. we didn't put any X rated content on our Tumblr oh okay fair as enough as far as we know as far as we know we're still on Tumblr currently nerdy.tumblr.com don't even bother with it okay well I guess uh, we're on YouTube search currently nerdy on YouTube. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. Please rate, review, subscribe, and make sure your friends are listening to us on those apps. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, I got to get a hold of you. Find me on Twitter, Instagram at VTran214. That's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214. On my website's at thesandwichslayer.com or sevencrossroads.com. Ali? You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at A-A-O-L-O-M-I. At my website, alialomi.com, or on our sister podcast, Head on History Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. Don't send me scams, motherfuckers. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in, and remember, stay smart, sexy nerd. All hail the currently nerdy umpires.